trivia, discussions, opinions, and the chance to have your say. Welcome to the Topical Resort. Can, like, tech issues just, like, not be a thing? Thank you. Because once again, it did the exact same thing it did last week and the week before and the week before. Which is, despite the fact I have all my tracks in the queue, it will skip every single track in the queue, and I have absolutely no clue why it does this. But restarting it once again, as normal, fixed it. And um, on the subject of tech issues, Discord is currently um, lagging out. And everything is lagging out for me currently, so I, I fear... Um, actually, I, I think I know what it is. I think... I think... My, that Intel patch thing got installed. I, I honestly swear that what it is because <laughs> that apparently supposedly there was an Intel patch to fix a security issue that actually makes your processor incredibly slow, which feels like exactly what is happening right now. Yes, brilliant. But anyway, let's get on with the show, shall we? So let's get on with the introduction. Anyway, a robot that can sing—not only a futuristic concept, but also a pretty cool one, right? Well, judging by your responses of disgust towards the episode, I'd guess not. But for the sake of bit, for the sake of seeing the word mute in all caps a hundred times on my screen this show, then on the top of result we'll be taking a look at Hatsune Miku. First of all, we're going to kick things off with a brand new track in terms of the series because it's from a game that just came out a few weeks ago. So, from Hatsune Miku Project Diva Future Tone DX, this is Ghost Rule right here on the Topical Resort. Yeah. 
And with that, officially, welcome to the Topco Resort. I, as always, am your host, Viper, and for the next two hours, or probably, to be fair, next probably three hours, I'll be playing you the best... As... Uh, 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 mm, uh, uh, come on, please, okay, don't crash on me. So, um, as I've been saying, there have been a few issues here and there, and I think... Okay, have we fixed itself? Yeah, there has been a few issues here and there. I mentioned this earlier, but I think my computer was victim to Intel's dreadful patch because Intel made a patch for their processors to stop an exploit, which um, actually causes my CPU usage to go to 99% even when I'm not doing anything. So in return, that means that basically if you hear any audio skips or any sort of, you know, the encoder just stops, so that's probably the reason. Just keep that in mind, but hopefully if you're listening to the podcast, this doesn't affect you. I'll try and find ways to edit round it, if need be. But yes, what you just heard there was a track from Hatsune Miku Project Diva Arcade. Was that the Future Tone version? Uh, yeah, Arcade Future Tone, which was systematic... Ow. Which is an absolute classic here at Radio Sega. We all love it. You know, the wub, 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 wub. Good stuff. But yes. Um, and before that was a track from Hatsune Miku Project Diva. Future Tone, not arcade. Just the normal Future Tone for PS4. And that was one which received a lot of, you know, sort of love. Which was... a lot of- It's really, it's really sort of just completely <laughs> it's not having a fun time right now that was a lone fighter unused and the unused version or well, the entire song's unused and that's because initially um it was intended to be in the game but towards the end of development they scrapped it and for those of you who don't know it's a remix of a of the tra- the track of the same title from Galaxy Force 2 and I like that. It's a very good song, but um, as Deflair said in the Discord server, by the way, RadioSC.GA4/Discord, there were a few sort of reasons that it wasn't actually um, included within the final game. And kicking off the block there was a track from Hatsune Miku Project of Future Tone DX, which recently just released in Japan. And um, apologies, I- I'm currently reading the chat. And yeah, Ghost Rule, as I pointed out, it's only in the DX version, because quite a few people and they were like, eh? What does DX mean? Uh, yeah. Oh, apparently, um, you can still get Ghost Rule and Sam pa- Planet for the standard Future Tone. I didn't know that, actually. That's interesting. I will probably end up purchasing that later on, because I was actually buying a bit of Future Tone today in preparation. In which case, yeah, I don't have to go out and import a Japanese copy of the game for a game that I already spent £50 on. That would be nice. But yeah, good stuff, because they are some very good tracks. And with that in mind, why don't we just have a bit of a chat while I attempt to sort of mellow things out here. Um, I'm actually using Discord on my phone right now. I don't even have Discord open on my PC, because I, I, I fear what it may do to my computer. Right now, if I had Discord open as well as all my software, because apparently my software is already um, causing a few issues. Uh, yeah. But, aside from that, I think pretty much we should talk about the series, because well, the series, I say, we should talk about the, you know, the gameplay, roughly the sort of, what the gist of... I can't tell, has the stream died? Can people... You know, give me actual good hit if it's died rather than just generic dead terms. Uh, that'd be nice. But yeah, Hatsune Miku Project Diva as a series uh, was first started on the PSP back in 2009, and it was 
basically all it was was a rhythm game. It was a fairly standard rhythm game for the time, in fact, with, you know... I'm actually going to turn my phone screen away because that's annoying me. Yeah, it was a fairly standard rhythm game at the time. You know, you hit buttons to the timing and the buttons match up with, you know, the buttons on the PSP. Fairly self-explanatory and not really anything to write home about the first few games, but it was after that it really started getting good. There's the arcade games and then later the console games, they really started adding more features and the song choice was obviously top-notch for those games. And yeah, you know, the, the first two were good, but it was sort of the next few games where they really hit their stride and they started adding new feature after new feature and core mechanics kept changing, which is good because it kept everything fresh. Like, you know, the F games had different mechanics to Future Tone and all that sort of stuff. Um, the popularity of the games, they were fairly popular. Like the, the first two never left Japan, and ar the arcade games didn't leave Japan either, but the first game, or the first Tatsuya Miku game to be released in the West was Project Eva F, which was a PSP and, P sorry, uh, PS3 and P PS Vita game. And that, that one did pretty well, actually, from what I remember. Although, they haven't really been doing that well recently, because... Project Eva X wasn't given a physical release here in the US. Oh, sorry, here in Europe. It was given one in the US, just not here. I don't know why. It was very odd. But I think that sort of proves how it's currently doing here overseas. Because if they don't, if they don't even think it's going to do well enough to warrant making a physical release, that sort of says leaps and bounds about how the series is currently doing. However, Future Tone, I believe, actually did do very well due to the sort of free model and then you need to actually buy most of the songs for the game. I believe that did very well. Of course, I supported that as much as possible. I didn't support Diva X because I, I don't actually like Diva X as a game. That will get me killed because <laughs> there's some people who swear by it. I remember um, I, I quite often get lynched by Silver Sonic for saying I don't like Diva X. Uh, it's quite a common opinion. But yeah, didn't support that one, but supported Future Tone bought the um, the two main packs, uh, Future Sound and Colourful Tone, and bought all the Encore packs with the exception of the new one, which I will hopefully purchase soon. Yeah, I really do love these games. I think, even if you don't like the music, they are very solid rhythm games. Like, the core mechanics of them, probably the best I've ever played of any rhythm game, and I've played a lot. And I think <laughs> this will become prevalent when we uh, go through the Request Resort list a bit later on. But yeah, there are other Vocaloid rhythm games that aren't the Miku games and aren't made by Sega and when you play them and then you go to a Miku game it's leaps and bounds above all the other rhythm games in that sort of genre you know the Japanese Vocaloid rhythm game genre it's just <laughs> you really don't appreciate it until you've played much worse like a <clears throat> Megapoid the music that that was particularly dreadful but with that in mind, I think we're going to get into a block, and I know I said this show would be mostly focused on Hatsune Miku, however, we have a few Megarin Luka tracks here, because I thought these were quite cool, and they're also a bit Sagery as well. So the first one is a fan-made remix, and they're actually both fan-made remixes. The first one is a fan-made remix of Fly Me to the Moon, obviously, you know, the, the Sinatra song. However, according to some people, this is a remix of the version that appeared in Bayonetta, not the Climax mix. But the version that appears in the credits of Bayonetta, apparently that's a remix of that, although there are also other people who said it sounded more like the Evangelion version rather than the original. In which case it is, you've had Evangelion tracks two weeks in a row. I apologise for that. But never mind, let's get into the next block of music. So, from Chibi Kate. 
Chibikaku featuring Luca Megarin. This is Fly Me to the Moon. You're listening to the Topical Result right here on Radio Sega. We're playing you Vocaloid music for the next two hours and more chat. And after this, we'll be back with Hasty History, going through the history of Vocaloid, the Miku games, as well as some fun trivia. Enjoy.
Welcome back to the Topical Resort right here on Radio Sega. What you just heard there was from Hal featuring... <laughs> okay, for some reason these two tracks have the order of the names switch around, whatever. From Hal featuring Megarin Luca. That was Let's Go Over a Remix, obviously a remix of the classic Daytona track. There was uh, mixed reception to that one in the chat, but I was sort of expecting that because for me that's a sort of so bad it's good track, but there was people like Devler in the chat saying that they'd take whatever they could get. 
considering how dreadful some of some of Luca's English tracks are, which is true. It's certainly better than most, but it's still not amazing. But before that was a track from uh, apologies, uh, Shibikaku featuring Luca Megarin. That was "Fly Me to the Moon," eh? which, according to Devflow, once again, it is supposedly a remix of the um, Bayonetta version. So there we go. Yes, with that in mind, as you heard from the lovely announcer lady, it is time for Hasty History, and I think we actually have the issues mostly sorted out now, thanks to the help from uh, Word21, of course. Uh, yes, you should totally listen to the show. What? Um, yes, but Hasty History, we're going to be going through the history of Vocaloid, the history of the Hatsune Miku games, and a bit of trivia, some, you know, fun trivia, because who doesn't like trivia? First of all, let me actually just mess with my notes here, because... I wrote a lot more notes for Hasty History than I normally write because I I found this incredibly fascinating reading up about all of this because I sort of went into it you know I, I sort of knew a bit about Vocaloid but I went into this and I'm like whoa this is this is actually pretty good <laughs> not gonna lie but yes uh, we got quite a lot of stuff to go through so let's start off with a bit of Vocaloid so the development for the software actually started around the year 2000 it was announced publicly in 2003 and the software eventually released in 2004. Contrary to popular belief, or popular belief as in most people believe it, although hardcore fans obviously don't, Leon and Lola were actually the first Vocaloids, with even Mike, with even Maiko and Kaito becoming for the release of Miku. Also contrary to popular belief, Vocaloid wasn't originally Japanese. The software was German-developed, and all, and all the Vocaloids in the first version of the software had an English interface, even if they had Japanese vocals. The first version of the Vocaloid software failed to catch on with, cons- with consumers, However, it saw mild success within Japan, and a second version was eventually released in 2007. The new English Vocaloids once again failed to catch on. However, a new Japanese Vocaloid, named Hatsune Miku, was gaming big traction before she was even released. So I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play you a bit of a song here, um, just you know, as a little bit of a, uh, a little bit of a demo track we're gonna have on here to prove my point, but there was a test song created during the prototyping for Vocaloid 2, which was known as Young Blood, and this has since made its way onto the internet. So if I can come over here, I will get you up a clip of Young Blood. So with that in mind, let's go ahead and listen to the 2004 demo track for Vocaloid 2, known as Young Blood, or at least a small snippet of it. If you're still with us, that's amazing, because quite frankly, that was actually terrifying. Um, yeah, obviously that was a test. It, was, it wasn't ever released outside of, you know, released as a demo. And, yeah, it really is terrifying. I cannot stress that enough. Uh, if you listen to that for too long, I think you might get possessed by Satan or something. I've heard that as a rumour. But yes, with that in mind, let's get back to where we were. 
So Vocaloid 3 was eventually released in 2011, and Vocaloid 3 actually received more praise than 2, as 2 was viewed at the time as amateur software due to the number of subpar songs being created and released for the software, whereas 3 was praised for its professionalism of the songs released. And finally, Vocaloid 4 was released in December 2014, and as of now, this is the current version of the software available, with the other three versions currently being discontinued and unable to be legally purchased. Let in mind, uh, let, let's have a quick look at the chat. Um, I, I don't think anyone's started crying yet, or started, you know, speaking backwards or something crazy like that. And yeah, Devflare says Vocaloid is extremely interesting if you dig into it, which I agree, it is very interesting. Go up and go onto the Wikipedia page, or not the wiki, sorry, the uh, Vocaloid wiki, because there is some really interesting facts on there. And yeah... Electric Boogaloo also points out the fact that she was on Letterman, and that was a very strange appearance. And, um... <laughs> Shaddock says, Well, I already live in hell, so I don't need possessing. Perfect. Yes, with that in mind, let's get into the history of the Hatsune Miku games. As previously mentioned, Hatsune Miku was launched alongside the Vocaloid 2 software. Her voice was actually provided by Saki Fujita. I believe that's how you pronounce it. It's obviously the most... Well, she's obviously the most popular Vocaloid to date, with the most mainstream presence. Um, this one might get a bit confusing. Luca was originally intended to be Krypton's first Vocaloid 2 release, however Miku and Luca switched some traits. Luca was originally named Hatsune Miku, but they delayed the character and her, and her name was given to the Miku we know today, while our Miku originally used Luca's design. Confusing, right? An English version of the Miku software was first released within 2014. And there was actually an independent programmer who released the program Miku Miku Dance, which is now commonly used today to allow Vocaloid users to easily make 3D animated videos alongside their music. Of course, another famous use of Miku Miku Dance was it was the animation software used to create High School Sekar Girls, which is a personal favourite of ours here at Radio Sega, because it's, it's a great anime, you should watch it. But yeah, that was actually all animated in Miku Miku Dance, and it doesn't look, you know, the best, but it certainly doesn't look bad. It looks better than most CG shows. Uh, there was also the fact that the latest update to Hatsune Miku was actually in, tw in September of 2017, when there was Chinese support added to the latest release of the software. As for the games, Project Diva was first released on July 2nd, 2009 in Japan, with the title being developed by Dingo and published by Sega. Fun fact, the arcade versions of the series were developed by the legendary Sega Studio AM2, with the devs from Dingo being brought back in to continue the development of the console versions, alongside a few members of staff from a AM2 probably to supervise. The early versions of Project Eva Arcade actually used the Virtua Fighter 5 engine, and it also used the Virtua Fighter 5 board, but a new board was made before the final release, and obviously it was used in the final release. With that in mind, we're going to get into a few pieces of trivia, and uh, Jamie, Jamie gave us a, uh, a bit of trivia, so I'm going to read out that. Jamie says, uh, some Vocaloid-related trivia. In the Frederator online animated web series known as BM Puppycat, the Vocaloid software called Oliver is used for the voice of Puppycat. I've heard of BM Puppycat before, but I never, I never knew that Oliver was the voice of one of the characters. That is, that is interesting. Now I, now I know that. And um, <laughs> Skyblaze says, "Wow, that last track was distorted, like something from a goddamn creepypasta." Yes, exactly. That's why I said you might get possessed by the devil because it's really not nice to listen to. I, I listened to the whole thing, and it's it's like normally a three-minute-long track, so I, I couldn't play any of it, any more of it for you because I, I don't hate you guys that much. 
But I don't mind another piece of trivia. There are four Hatsune Miku songs that have appeared in Just Dances, or the Ubisoft Just Dance series of games. Jamie always gets outraged when we mention the fact that uh, Miku was in Just Dance with us. With, we're having a conversation about how there were already enough tracks without being two tracks. However, I discovered there's actually four tracks in the Just Dance games, with those being Tell Your World from the Japanese exclusive Just Dance Wii U, Yevan Polka, obviously, you know, the what most people consider the main theme of Miku, obviously a remix of a folk song, which is used as the tutorial music for every game. That appeared in Just Dance 2016. Popey Po, obviously a, a favourite of Jamie's as well, that was used in Just Dance 2017. And Love Ward was the Hatsune Miku song of choice in Just Dance 2018, the newest one. Another fun fact is that Pharrell, famous singer Pharrell Williams has actually made a song of Hatsune Miku, which is a remix of Last Night Goodnight. And I left this one for last, because this one, this one not only is it, is it interesting, but it's bizarre and hilarious, and that's our favourite pieces of trivia here at the Topka Resort. So, <laughs> the Japanese Democratic Party, yes, a political party, created a song known as We Are The One, it's all in capitals, using Hatsune Miku to push up the number of youth voters for the party. The party approached Krypton to use the image of Hatsune Miku, but it was declined due to the political nature of the song. Despite the use of the image being declined, the use of the voice was never discussed, so the song was released with all images of Miku removed, and instead replaced with poorly animated versions of the party's mascot. This song is still available on YouTube to this day, and I'm actually going to link this to you because <laughs> it's, it's got political undertones, but um, obviously we're English, we can't understand them. I'm mainly linking this to you because if you thought that track was terrifying, wait till you see this CG and also type of Viper. <laughs> Let's see if I can find it here because once again, I had I actually reinstalled my um, Firefox just to make sure that I got maximum speed. Uh, we are the one. I can't remember what his name was. Let's see if I can get it by searching that. No, okay, I'm gonna actually need to go onto YouTube. So let's look it up. Oh, okay, a little bit of skipping there. Uh, I didn't click that. No, I didn't click that. Come on, just go to YouTube, whatever. In the meantime, let's see what you guys have been saying in the chat. Um. Skyblaze also brings up the fact that there's a lot of Vocaloid references within these uh, Hyperdimension Neptunia series, which is true. Um, no, okay, that's still wrong. Good job, me. I can't type today. So yes, there was also a, a bit more of... It's just generally um, just... I, I can't say that word, so I'm going to have to say... Uh, there's just genuinely just... <laughs> How, how do I how do I phrase around that? I don't know. Just a lot of tomfoolery going on in the Discord. There we go. So we are the one democratic. See if I can find that. Uh, no. Okay, I will try again. Apparently. Uh, Deflo says I just want to hint at the at this PSO2 concert of Fantasy Star Universe's main theme, Living Universe. 
Yeah, because there has been quite a lot of Hatsune Miku references within um, the Fantasy Star Online series as, as well as Fantasy Star Universe. There was also the... In Yakuza 5, you could actually dress up as Hatsune Miku for some reason. That, that was quite weird. It's not 9pm yet. Yeah, I guess. Uh, we'll keep trying, but in the meantime, I think we're actually going to, you know, talk about some requests, and I'll, I'll get it up during the song break. So... If you want to request any music, any Vocaloid music, whether it's Miku or not, whether it's any other, you know, Sega Vocaloid, whether it's any of the other ones, you know, one of the ones that doesn't even class as Sega, dun dun dun, non-Sega non music, there's even one Nintendo game on the list which I provided on the website. Um, yeah, so if you want to request any Vocaloid music, just send it to me in a DM on Discord and I'll be sure to get it on, or if it's just... Or perhaps if it's something we don't have on the Radio Second playlist, please send me a YouTube link to it and I will attempt to download it. But with that in mind, we've got a few requests in here, but I'm not going to get to playing them yet. But yes, Discord DM or maybe a tweet at Radio Sega at Top Resort at the Green Viper 8. I don't think I actually... I think I actually forgot to play the um, my normal... Yeah, I did. I forgot to play my normal jingle that says, Oh, you can request in all these places, blah, 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 blah. But yeah, I guess... Another thing is, if you want to request... Oh, yeah, I knew Dean was going to request that. What a surprise. But yeah, if you want to request actually through email, we have an email, topcoresort.gmail.com, so you can do it through there. Um, do I still have... Yeah, okay, I do still have this on here. I'm going to put that in there, and I did have one that I said I was going to put in, so we'll do that. Okay, that one. And now we basically just do a bit... Oh yeah, I can definitely put that on for Doom Girl. Specifically that version. Okay, that can be done. Uh, we'll slot that in there. And check back in the chat again. But yeah, uh, Deathflare, if, if you want anything, just uh, PM it to me. Especially if we don't have that on the playlist, because I'm going to need to... Uh, uh, use a YouTube downloader, I mean, what? Uh, I would never do such a thing. But yeah, in, in other news, I spent quite a lot of today actually trying to download the long version of some tracks, because I got a track coming up later on, which there's a version that exists that's like two minutes longer than the version that's in-game, and two minutes longer than the version that we have on the playlist. And as you say, it's not in Project Diva, but it actually, it actually doesn't need to be in Project Diva, it can just be any any song. Because that's how requests work. <laughs> requests are a lot less strict than my own personal rules. So I, I normally let you request whatever you want in that case. But yeah, there is one track later on which has a version which is almost two minutes longer than the version that appears in game we have on the playlist. So I spent quite a lot of time looking for that. And there was another one which I actually couldn't find. So I have to play the short version, which is sad because I really like the song. And it's actually not in there. I should probably add that before I forget. I think with that in mind, we're actually going to get into the request block, stop wasting time, stop chattering, and hopefully stop exploding. <laughs> so with that in mind, we're going to kick things off with a request from Electric Boogaloo, because once again, he got in his request first. And he's not much of a Vocaloid fan himself, but he can appreciate some good Sega tunage. So with that in mind, we're going to kick things off with a track from Hatsune Miku, Get Ready, which was a Sega remix album featuring Hatsune Miku. So this is Multiple Futures Quartet Quartet theme. You're listening to the Topical Resort, we're playing you the best Vocaloid music for the next two hours, or maybe three. And this is the request block, kicking things off with Electric Boogaloo, followed by Jamie, with that other stuff. And when we're back, we'll be talking through some more Vocaloid and Miku-related games. But for now, enjoy the music. 
Request Resorts.
Sing along if you know the words, and trust me, you do. Yes, welcome back to the top result right here on Radio Sega. What you just heard that was from Hatsune Miku, Project Eva F. That was Um Obviously, better known around the internet and by, you know, normal people who don't like Miku as the Nyankat song because that was eventually remixed into that. And I actually prefer this version as I was saying in the chat room because this version has like the nice little jazzy bits in it compared to just these sort of techno y sounding Nyankat song. So I actually prefer that version, and yeah, cool little bit of trivia for those of you who don't really know your Miku. For that was the only non-Japanese <laughs> Screamer Girls track, as we dubbed it, of the show. Oh, by the way, uh, yeah, 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 was a request by me. Before that, yeah, was the only non-Vocaloid track of the game, because it appears in the game, but it's in the menu, and it doesn't have any vocals. It's from the original Project Diva, that was the menu theme, and that track is ridiculously nostalgic for me. That takes me back. <laughs> and... Uh, 
like the later the later diva games the menu themes were more so sort of like this sort of bouncy catchy theme but that one had this like really sort of atmospheric theme that was especially you know reflected by the menu itself which was very sort of dark you know um computery sort of looking sort of looks like the setting to the disappearance of Hatsune Miku if you know the track and Obviously, you have like Miku lying in the center because she's wa waiting to be awoken and all that sort of stuff. It aesthetic the track basically. That's all you need to know. Because compared to like the later Diva games, because in the later ones, all the menus like bright and colourful, and it's happy, cheery Japanese music, and that one's just sort of downbeat, you know, down to earth, dreary. And I love it. That's why I had to pick it right there. For that was a track from Hatro GP, I believe I'm pronouncing that correctly, and that was Kigamure Mercy, as requested by DevFlare. Um, I believe DevFlare wanted a second request. Uh, I'm like, okay, I think this track, I think this block's gone on for long enough. I'm gonna probably have to cut it there. Before that was a request by Shaddix Croft, and it was one that um, got people very confused and also very angry in the Discord. That was the Miku remix of Sonic Adventure 2's Live and Learn, and it is it is dreadful. It's not a very good track. Uh, before that was a track from Hatsune Miku Project Diva Arcade. Oh, sorry, um, was it Arcade? Yeah, Project Diva Arcade. Snow White Princess, more specifically the Maiko version, which a, a few people were saying they actually preferred, although um, I got a message from Moi21 saying that he, he didn't prefer it. So um, <laughs> I guess there's a case-by-case -case basis there. And that was requested by Doomgirl, yes. Doomgirl actually requested a Vocaloid track, despite, you know, not liking Vocaloid at all. Before that was a track from Hatsune Miku Project Eva F. That was a request by Jamie, and it was Odds and Ends, which is quite a nice track, to be honest. And kicking off the block was an excellent request by Electric Boogaloo from Hatsune Miku Get Ready, which was a Sega remix album. That was Multiple Futures Quartet, which was a remix of the quartet theme, which is one of my absolute favourite Sega tracks. Not just well, the original version is one of my absolute favourite Sega tracks, and the Miku version is really good as well. But yes, we are now on to the, the segment where we just ramble, and uh, that's pretty much the entirety of the topical result. We do just tend to ramble, but more specifically here, we're rambling about the games that are eligible to be requested on the request resort list. Um, yeah, apparently I pronounced it wrong. Apparently it's Mako. Uh, Mako, Mako. Yeah, I've never actually heard anyone say it, so... Um, <laughs> there we go. Yeah, I don't know why I've never heard anyone say it. It's just one of those things that I've never heard vocally. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so let me go on to the Radio Sega website right here and just get a hold of the list. Come on. Uh, taking a while to load here. By the way, uh, just just enjoy the music right now because trust me, it's it's some good. Ah, uh, come on. Okay, let's copy in this. Let's just copy this into a word document so I can close the website because it's it's attempting to kill my computer. And uh, notepad, notepad, come on. Type of Viper Eight. Haha, the meme doesn't die, unfortunately. And now I can reopen Discord, and I also need to turn off Twilight because it's dimming my screen. It's annoying me. Okay, there we go. Let's get back into Discord and um, <laughs> once, yeah, pretty much arguing over the pronunciation again. There we go. So we're gonna kick things off by talking about Daigasu Band Brothers P, 
and uh, there's a talk bed suddenly get loud for anyone else yeah it does that when it's um, it does that when overload basically um, Deflet asks what's this song from this is from Jun Sonoy The Works which was Jun Sonoy's personal album this is called After The Adventure which is a really nice track Yes, but Daigasso, uh, Band Brothers P. Uh, we're going to disgrace some people here because this isn't even a Sega game. And, you know, we allow non-Sega sometimes on the requests, but here's where it gets... Ooh, here, here's where people aren't going to like me. Because the first track on the request resort, um, or the first game on the request resort list, is actually a Nintendo game. Ooh, that's not going to be very popular at all with people. <laughs> no Nintendo in our room. But yes, I included this because I thought it was quite an interesting game, and I, apparently it had some interesting music. So, um, basically it's a game about making your own Vocaloids, and it's a 3DS game, and I believe it's based on earlier, I believe there were earlier Band Brothers games, because I remember there being one on the DS, which was Japan only as well. But yeah, it's a game about making your own Vocaloids. So basically, <laughs> it's a game about doing something that you can already do. Which, in essence, is a pretty pointless exercise because you could just make Vocaloids instead of playing a game about making Vocaloids. But yeah, uh, I hear decent things about it. It might not be the best game, but I don't have any experience with it because it's Japan only. I can't play it. Uh, speaking of Japan only, this is a game I do have experience with that only came out in Japan. Oh, I don't want to talk about this one. Megapoid the Music. For those of you who don't know, Megapoid is another Vocaloid, except uh, Megapoid's actually owned by the company Megapoid, rather than, you know, the ones we all know and love here at Radio Say, you know, Miku, Mako, um, all those guys, you know. They're, they're all Krypton Vocaloids. Megapoid is a Megapoid Vocaloid, and... Yeah, uh, this game... Megapoid as a Vocaloid is fine. This game is not very good. This game actually came out in 2013, which is really surprising, because it's a PSP game that came out as late as 2013. I don't know why they didn't release it for Vita instead, but... Um, so it was an odd choice. But in general, releasing this game was an odd, odd choice, because... I'm gonna need to... I'm gonna need to turn my phone away for a second, because I can't concentrate, because... Because, goddammit, Marco. But yes, um... It was a very clear cash grab, because the... This was around the time Project Diva was arguably doing its best. F had just come out, and F Second was around the verge of release, so Megapoid probably went, I know what we can do, we can make a rhythm game starring our Vocaloid character. And yeah, um, Baby's First Rhythm Game doesn't quite describe this. It is really shocking, I'd recommend you look up gameplay. I have actually played it, because I found, I found the ISO lurking online, and I put it onto my PSP. Um, basically, from from the brief bits I played, because I didn't want to torture myself, you have two buttons, and it's it sort of imagine um, Drum Master, I think that's what it's called, but way less boring, because it's a lot easier, and you don't have the fun drum peripheral to play on, you know, you can't bang the drums, instead you're just pressing buttons on a PSP. It's a really dreadful game, but it's one of those games where it's so horrible, I'd sort of recommend you check it out, but it does have nice music. Like, very nice music, we will be playing, um, some in a bit. Uh, Deathfly says, Krypton Future Media, the company that, cr that crapped on a family's Vocaloid and wanted to make it official, then discontinued it. Yeah, that, that's a bit of an odd choice, but, uh, I, I, I fear, I fear for uh, dissing Megapoid the music that, uh, someone's gonna get angry at me, so let's move on. Uh, this isn't even Vocaloid, actually, Miracle Girls Festival. I did include this though because it does have a relation to Vocaloid. Because it's okay, it's an idol game basically. So imagine, you know, Japanese idols, you know, 
basically an idol, if you don't know. Uh, you probably don't want to know. It's basically a schoolgirl who's also a singer, pretty much. That's my understanding of it. It's an idol game, and I, I'm not very keen on idols, so you already got my basic gist of this. But the reason it's in this list is because, one, it's made by Sega, and two, it actually uses the Hatsune Miku Project Diva game engine, meaning it plays exactly like the Diva games. It does have, like, a few nice tracks, but, um... Uh, where I disagree with people saying that Vocaloid is just Screamy Girls, this game really is just Screamy Girls. It's quite difficult to listen to after a while. I was actually going to play this one, and in fact I, I was actually going to do a um, topical pre-sort on this episode. For those of you who don't know what that was, that was my series where... Oh, that was my Twitch stream where I play games relating to the episode. I was going to do a pre-sort on it, but uh, the computer issues were stopping it, which was a shame. Because I did actually download it and put it on my PS TV, but I never actually played it. Uh, oh yeah, you were talking about Gallo. Oh, you were talking about Gallico. I was guessing you were talking about Gallico, but I feared that there were some people in the chat who didn't appreciate um, Negapoid. And Boy um, Twenty One says, "I still think non-arcade divas are too easy." Yeah, uh, Future Tone's the only one which is which is on the same level, but that's obviously because that's the port of the arcade game. F Second is probably the closest you're going to get in terms of the PS3 and PSP games to a difficult one. That's reasonably difficult if you bump up the difficulty, but yeah, everything else is just way too easy in my opinion, because <coughs> Rhythm Game Expert over here, sorry, I'm joking, uh, please, please don't sue me, people who are actually good at video games. Uh, Miku Flick and Miku Flick 2, these were iOS games, specifically iOS Rhythm Games, and they're no longer available to purchase, I believe. But it had different gameplay to both the Mirai and Future. Oh, sorry, the Mirai and the Diva series. It was. I can't remember. I haven't actually played it. I did try to download it because there are places who still host the IPA somewhere. Uh, but I never actually got around to playing it because there's also a lot of DLC, and I don't believe anyone saved the DLC, so I'd be playing like two songs. <laughs> but I think Rapid Run actually got very into this game, so <laughs> if Rapid Run's here, um, give us your opinion on the Miku Flick games, because I know you were quite heavily into them. Hatsune Miku 39 giving, 39's giving day concert, as as it says on the tin, it's a concert, it's not a game, it was basically a, you know, a Hatsune Miku concert, and basically what they are is they're holograms, and they play live versions of the music, and they do a live Vocaloid rendition of the tracks. So a whole combination of sort of live things all mixed together to create the illusion of Hatsune Miku singing on a stage. Hatsune Miku Get Ready, I already talked about this, this is a remix album, an official remix album actually, of Sega remixes. You know, it's got stuff such as Space Harrier, Afterburner, Quartet, uh, there's a few, actually there's a few Quartet tracks, there's also a few uh, Outrun tracks on there, I'd, I'd recommend you check this out, it's a very good album. The Burning Rangers remix is actually quite good. Uh, Project Diva, the original. I quite like Project Diva, however, I don't think it's the best game in the series. I think mainly my love for this one comes down to obviously being the first one I played, and also having a nice music selection, like seriously, Jaded. Oh, such a good track, I love Jaded. Well, as it's known in the English translation of Project Diva, the original game, it's known as The Rebel. They changed the name in later releases. Because... There's an unofficial English translation which I used to play that game. But yeah, in terms of mechanics, it's very bare bones. Diva Second and Diva Extend would add more mechanics, but for the most part this is just hitting buttons in time. There's no sort of um, holding mechanic, there's no... 
I can't think what the mechanic's called, but there's no arrow mechanic, I think that's what it's called. There's nothing like that yet, this is very bare bones. So yeah, I'd recommend checking it out, just to see where everything all started, I guess. Project Diva 2nd, this was a much better entry. The music selection wasn't as good as the first one in my opinion, but it still had some great tracks, like for example the introduction of Clo Clover Club, which is not only my favourite Miku track, but sad as it sounds, it's actually my favourite song. <laughs> which is sad, but I'll get into that in a bit, but there we go. Um, yeah, 2nd, it added the holding mechanic, it didn't add the arrow mechanic yet, but you know, it was, it was along the right lines. And the music selection was nice, just not as good, but... Yeah, and this was also the start. Actually, no, it wasn't because this this had a uh, dismal theme rather than the upbeat upbeat happy theme that they brought on after Diva F. So yeah, check out check out uh, Project Diva Second. It, you know, if you once again want to see where the series started, but I wouldn't recommend it if you're looking for you know the best game in the series. Project Diva Arcade, the original arcade version, not the Future Tone version. Um, this is the one most people seem to like quite a bit, but uh, it's practically the same thing as Future Tone, so we're going to talk about Future Tone more so, I guess, but yeah, this one was pretty good. It had quite a lot of songs. Obviously, this was the most, or this, at the time, this was the best version of Project Diva because it had the most songs, it looked the nicest, then it had the best mechanics. But, however, eventually they released an update to the arcade version known as Arcade Future Tone, and this is the one I'm mainly going to talk about because this is the version that was also ported to PS4. This just had a ton of tracks, tons of um, modules, tons. Just this is like by far the most polished, polished Diva game. The mechanics are the best. They changed the holding mechanic from how it worked in um, how it worked in the F games. Was you would hold it for a set amount of time because there was like a line, and as soon as the line ran out, you were meant to stop holding it. But in this, you hold it for as long as you can to rack up your score until another note comes along. So it's basically strategic. So hold it for as long as you possibly can. So you can get the maximum score and then, you know, go on doing whatever you do. Mechanically, this is easily the best D.Va game. This actually removes the arrow mechanic, though. I don't know why, but it does. Probably because they deem it too difficult. But it does add in a new arrow mechanic, which I think is called slides, if I remember correctly. And slides are a lot of fun. Um, obviously, like, sliding with the sticks is just really sort of rewarding. It feels... It, uh, it's... How do you describe it? it, it it's satisfying. That's, that's what I'll say. Especially, you know, when you do it right and you get the rumble and, every, and it feels all good and it matches up with the song. Yeah, yeah, I'm coming off like a nerd here. Uh, yeah, I'd recommend you check out Arcade Future Tone, although obviously not all of us have a £1,000 arcade cabinet sitting around our house. So, pick it up on the PS4 if you have one, which most people do. And um, Woe21 says about the about the hold mechanic, really liking it. Yeah, I, I like the new hold mechanic more than the old one. Although I do miss the old one because it just reminds me of F second, F second. I, I love it. And also, yeah, he wants past tone. The, the past tone's not going to happen. The future is in the past. True story. Um, Devlo says probably the best example of future tone mechanics is still Sadistic Music Factory. Definitely, Sadistic Music Factory is <laughs> a good example of not only a difficult track, but also a track which uses the mechanics to the best of its ability, because you really have to master the master the, the sliding and the holding in order to get a good score, or even to pass, because it is very difficult to pass that one. Unless, you know, you, you're a Project Diva God, which... Uh, no, I'm not. I'm, a, I'm pretty good at Project Diva, but I'm not a god at it by any means. <laughs> Project Diva Extend, um, this was a PSP game, which the point of this was it was Project Diva 1, 
but with all the added mechanics of Project Eva 2. So, I'd say this is the ideal way to play, except they actually didn't bring back any of the songs I liked. Yeah, uh, they did bring back quite a few of the songs from the original Project Eva, but they didn't bring back any of the ones which were personally my favourite. So I just tend to go back to the original Project Eva more than this one, because it's like, yeah, there's no Jaded, there's, there's no World Is Mine, there's no, um, what was the other one I used to like? I think it was... Your Diva, was it called? I can't remember. Yeah, there were quite a lot of tracks that I liked from the original that never showed back up in this version, but mechanically it is the better one, so if, you, if you're looking for a more solid Miku experience, then perhaps go for this one over Diva. Project Diva F, this was the first console. Oh, the first console, as in, you know, not on a handheld and not in arcades, Miku game. At least as far as I know, there might have been another obscure one. This mechanically isn't as nice as obviously the arcade version, but it is still quite fun to play. I do like the arrow mechanic, and the holding mechanic, while not as nice as the new one, is still pretty good. It also has a nice song selection, like quite a lot of the songs you'll be hearing tonight are actually from this game in particular. F and F Second have my favourite song selections of the bunch, which is why I tend to come back to them the most. But yeah, F, very, me very mechanically solid game. It is a bit expensive, so if you want to, you know, pay for that, be warned, I guess, but because for like the exact same price you could buy both... Uh, you could buy at least one of the two DLC packs for Future Time for the same price as you could buy F and F Second pre-owned, pre so I'd recommend doing that. F Second, same deal, this is the one I think... I think I'm even more nostalgic for this one, honestly, than the original Diva. This is just a really good game. Great song selection, improved slightly on the mechanics, and I just have good memories of, you know, watching people play this back in the day, because I didn't have a PS3 for myself, and when I got one... Oh, oh, I played this game. I played this game quite a bit. Yeah, very good game. Pick it up. Future Time PS4, a port of the arcade game, and a very good port of that, because it actually adds more in than the arcade game. Because I believe I believe the DLC pack or there's two DLC packs which make up the main game basically that add or they they call them DLC but really it's the main game, you're just playing for them in two separate packs. Then on top of that there's the Encore DLC, which I don't believe has actually appeared in the arcade version. It's exclusive to the exclusive to the PS4 version if I believe, so it actually one ups the arcade version in a way. And also I think playing the game with the PS4 controller is a lot nicer than using the arcade controls myself. Definitely pick this one up. This is my must-have game for any PS4 owner. It's my absolute favourite PS4 game. I love it. I haven't played it anywhere near that much or near enough lately. The last time I even touched Future Tone was two months ago. <laughs> I, there was one point like during the summertime where I got really addicted to it and I played it like pretty much every day for at least half an hour. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I gotta stop playing this, and now I haven't touched it in two months. And I'm like, oh, that was the complete opposite end. I didn't want to. Yeah, I, di I didn't want to stop playing it. I just wanted to curve my uh, not cut, not not curb. I just wanted to sort of you know cut down how much I was playing it. And I ended up cutting it off. But yeah, definitely check this one out. DX is the exact same game except it has a few more modules to celebrate Miku's tenth anniversary. Now it's two more tracks. Except you can actually get those two tracks in the original version. So unless you want a physical copy of this game there's literally no point in getting DX because that's all that's all DX is it's just a physical copy with a few added bonuses 
so I'd say get that version, but it's exclusive to Japan. But if you're really hardcore about physical media, then yeah, definitely pick up this version. Project Diva X, I do not like this one. It feels like a downgraded version of the of the F games. Basically, the exact same mechanics, except they changed up a lot of stuff. So, depending on what module you play as, it affects like it affects different parts of the game, and I really don't like that mechanic. So, you, in order to you know get the best score or the best whatever, you have to play as a specific module or specific costume. I don't like that aspect of it at all. And on top of that, the with the exception with the exception of a couple tracks, the music selection was really weak. I, I liked ID and I liked Love Song, but that was really about it. The version of Lots of Laugh in there as well was really weird sounding. The vocals were off. But yeah, check it out if you can get it cheap. But the issue is it's like the exact same price as Future Tone, so I just tell people there's literally no point in getting DVRX, just get Future Tone. You get you get a mediocre game of thirty songs versus the best Mika game ever with two hundred plus songs for the exact same price. It's an obvious one. Hasn't Mika Project Mirror DX. This was the 3DS game and it plays completely differently to all the Diva games. I actually really like Project Mirror DX and this is the same case of Future Tone. I, I played it quite a lot and then I just stopped playing it because I'm like, okay, I need to cut down how much I play this because there's other stuff I want to play now. But yeah, it is a very fun game. It's very different, so going to warning that there's more of an aspect on um, there's more of a focus on being cute in this game rather than sort of I guess you know the hardcore Miku we've come to know and love in the Diva games. Yeah, check it out if you have a 3DS. And Utakumi Five Seven Five, I believe that's another game featuring Vocaloids. I actually don't know too much about it. I just put it on there because it's a Vocaloid game. Yes, with that in mind, that was the request resort list and. Yeah, that's all I really have to say on that matter. Um, with that in mind, we're going to get into some more music, because I've been waffling on for long enough. I've been talking for 20 minutes. That's worrying. So, we're going to kick things off with another track from Project Diva F. F yeah, so from Project Diva F, this is Mitchie M's Freely Tomorrow, right here on the Topical Resort.
Topical Thesis. And once again, welcome back to the Topical Resort right here on Radio Sega. We're playing you some of the best Miku as well as Vocaloid music for the past two hours and... I appreciate that people want to get on with their day, and quite a lot of people don't don't particularly like vocalize. So, although we're incredibly overrunning, we are going to swiftly move things along. But while we do that, why don't we send out a tweet? Except there's just one issue. Um, you're not going to hear any keyboard noises because I've already wrote the tweet. So take that, Jamie, and lost impact. Yeah, I've done you in, haven't I? Um, <laughs> so with that in mind, um, let's get on with today's topical thesis. And for those who don't know, Topical Thesis is where I take an opinion that I've heard, or I've come up with, or I've heard from around the Sega community, or I've come up with myself, and I give my spin on it, I get my three points for, my three points against, and I come to a justified conclusion, based on whether I agree, or I disagree with the statement. So that in mind, let's get into today's opinion, and that is, one that I've been hearing quite a lot, is Miku's popularity drying up? So let's get into those three points for... Miku arguably hit her popularity peak around 2012, and popularity has been declining ever since. It's fairly self-explanatory, around the time the Diva F came out was arguably when Miku was most popular, because that was when the most music was coming out, that was sort of when there was the most relevance in terms of, I guess, pop culture relevance. That was the time when most people knew the brand. And it could be argued that since then, people, you know, that relevance has sort of fallen off, and might not come back, hence the term drying up. Other Vocaloids have started to gain traction and Miku is over 10 years... Uh, Miku's over... Yeah, Miku's over 10 years old and is outdated by comparison. I had to read that again because, um... I thought that was correct because I knew Miku was released in 2007 and I had that moment of realisation. Oh wait, it's, it's 2018. Oh no! <laughs> it's already gone that fast. Yes, uh, that's fairly self-explanatory. Miku, you know, Miku's old. Not only in terms of, you know, not only in terms of, I guess, you know, I guess, I, I'm trying to figure out the best way to put it, aside from saying I guess a lot, in terms of, how, how would you say it really? Miku is old in terms of software, let's put it like that. Let's say in terms of software because, well, you know, it's not obviously going to be as advanced as something brand new. And there's also the fact of, in terms of age, people who have been using the software for 10 years, they might want to use something newer. Because they might want to use something with a different voice, because they're sick of composing with the exact same voice for the past 10 years. They want to move on to something new. And that's how other vocalists have been gaining traction, slowly still in the spotlight. And just in general, Vocaloid isn't as popular as it used to be, with many big members of the community going out to work with real artists, and no one being the head of the community. So, the community aspect dies down slowly. I pretty much explained it all in that message there, but, yeah. People who used to be quite big in the Vocaloid scene making a lot of music, they've gone and done real things. Like, a lot of them have gone on to actually work for Sega. Like, um, obviously there was the seventh... I can't remember who it was. It was... Who was it? One of the one of the composers who was pretty big in the Miku scene went on to compose music for Seventh Dragon Co. Three, VFD without using Vocaloid, <laughs> because there there was a Vocaloid remix album for Seventh Dragon which I forgot to put on the list. But yeah, they they went to go and compo- compose real music for Sega, and I think that's what a lot of them did. So suddenly, you know, without massive people who made incredibly good music to spearhead the community, there's no one to run the community, and therefore no one wants to join the community. 
Sound of mind, let's get into our three points against. Miku still arguably has a lot of pop culture relevance. I mean, look at the trivia that I said earlier, you know, for a Williams made a song with Miku, there's four Miku tracks and just dance. But, uh, oh yeah, it probably was Sesakura UK. I think that's who, that was who, was who I was thinking of, but I didn't want to say it because I thought it might have been wrong. Um, yeah. Miku does still have a lot of pop culture relevance if we go by, you know, the stuff she's appeared in recently. Same with other Vocaloids, so couldn't really be argued that it's drying up if still used all over the place, surely. The video game series is still well reviewed and still sells well. Obviously, disregarding Project Diva X and its sales numbers, Future Tone did sell very well here, and the game sell incredibly well in Japan, so the perfect sort of combination because they've finally they sort of hooked the Western market. The Japanese market has been hooked since the beginning. They've got this perfect combination of great reviewed games and games that sell well because people are finally starting to catch on to the source material. And with enough development, Miku could actually be as popular as traditional singers, but currently the technology needs a bit more work. You know, obviously vocalizers don't sound one-to-one -one with a real singer. It's quite obvious that it's very robotic in some cases, and especially when they speak English. Not only that, but the ones that were specifically designed for English sound a lot more robotic as well. But with enough work, they could make something that sounds that emulates a real singing voice, and could go, you know, sort of eye to eye, I guess, with traditional singing in this case. Anyway, on to the conclusion. Although I would agree. Although I'd agree that Miku is nowhere near as popular as she used to be, the pop culture relevance Miku still holds all over the world cannot be denied when trying to weigh out my points. So although I believe Miku, Miku continues to be to, to continues to become more unpopular, no, I don't believe that her popularity has well and truly died up. So still hardcore fans, and there will one day be a resurgence in the masses. What's your opinion on this opinion? There are many different places where you can get in your opinion. You can get it in through Twitter, at Radio Sega, at Tupper Resort, at The Green Vapor 8. You can send it in through Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Radio Sega. You can send it in through Discord, radioc.j forward slash Discord. You can send it in through an email, topicalresort at gmail.com. Or you can send it in through the Radio Sega forums. I am Green Vapor 8. Send me a private message over there. The reason I have so many places you can contact me is because there's always people... I've, I've always noticed this. There's always people who go... Um, well, there's always someone who messages me on a new form of social media that no one's messaged me on before, because it was like, people used to send in requests through the Radio Sega PMs, but I never mentioned the Radio Sega PMs, and I'm like, oh, okay, enough people are doing this, so I should probably start acknowledging them. And then people stopped sending me requests through Radio Sega PMs, and instead started sending them through Discord. So it's like, i, I got to list them all, because otherwise people get annoyed that I'm not listing them. Yeah, um... Notification. Jamie said that you thought I was going to keep on saying opinion for a second then. I always do that. You just don't notice because I do that quite a lot. I say, it. <laughs> it's always, what's your opinion on that opinion? You have many different places where you can get in your opinion. That's always the way I end off the topical thesis. But yes, with that in mind, I'm not going to waste any more of your time. We're going to get on with a track. And Jamie rightfully guessed that I would put this track somewhere in the show. And he was correct. Because... If, if you didn't like other Vocaloid music, maybe this will be more to your tastes. Because this has some really good instruments right here. The guitar here is godly. So with that in mind, why don't we get into a track from Project Diva Arcade. This is World's End Dancehall. You're listening to the Topical Resort. And up next is hopefully the Discord Call-In. Where you can call into the show using your own voice. And you have the opportunity to speak your mind about the topic of the episode. But with that in mind, let's enjoy the music. 
an episode and want to catch up? Want to re-educate yourself on the topic of a previous show? Download our podcast from the Radio Sega Media section, subscribe to us on iTunes or stream the show through Stitcher. Discord Cooling And welcome back to Top Resort right here on Radio Sega. What you just heard there was from Hatsune Miku Project Eva F. What a surprise, it was from a Miku game, I know, I am completely shocked. That was the MMORPG Addicts theme, and um, that is apparently the theme song of Dev Flare's life, as we quickly found out there in the Discord chat room. But before that, we had a track from Hatsune Miku Project Eva Arcade, and that was World End Dan- World's End Dancehall, a very nice track because unlike <laughs> unlike um, MMORPG addicts, they like, honestly quite a lot of Miku tracks. It wasn't you know it didn't have a beat to it, but instead it had some lovely guitar riffs. So with that in mind, 
Yes, but now we're into the Discord call-in where you can call into the show using Discord and its clever microphone feature, and you can you can say something relating to the show. Or most of the time, people just don't want to talk about the show because why would you ever want to talk about what we're actually talking about? So let's instead talk about the SNES Classic. Yes, good job. But it's everyone's favourite person to hate who's currently in the Discord. But we're not actually going to drag him in. But but I say this every week. Or I don't say this every week, but I should say this every week. I know people don't like having Jamie on. I person I personally enjoy it. But if you don't like having Jamie on, then call into the show because. <laughs> If there's more than one person, most of the time we don't choose Jamie. <laughs> it's sad that it's true. But yeah, if you, if you want more variety and you're complaining about the call-in segment, then call in yourself. Or, you know, if you prefer to stay anonymous, that's completely fine. But yeah, that that's personally how you avoid that. And, um, yeah, I guess Vorbis will do. Why not? I, I think my program can read Vorbis. If not, I'll just convert it. That's all right. But yes, with that in mind, let's drag in the first person into the chat, and I probably won't have any idea we're here. Welcome to the show, Dean. Funny as you are. Hi. Oh, well, I, I can actually hear you, and I don't have to close Discord for once. That's a surprise. And also, oh, Discord's yeah. actually working. something out. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why. I've just been having so many issues. Well, when you've got a computer running at 99% CPU usage, you're bound to run into some problems. I should know better when I try running Daytona USA on my laptop. Like, this is true, but at the same time, even before I was having the CPU issues, I was still having issues like the one I described at the beginning of the show where <laughs> I'll, I'll press play and all the tracks will just mysteriously disappear from my playlist and I have to restart the program. But yes, welcome to the show, Dean. What would you like to talk about today? I have no idea. I'm kind of lost. I was just trying to look for a new wallpaper on my laptop. <laughs> so, I, I know you were saying in the chat room, I feel like this could potentially be an interesting topic. I know you were saying you bought a Miku game, but you didn't get into yeah. it. So, I guess... Get, let's I get, really give us a bit of backstory. Well, I had a Vita many moons ago. Still have a Vita TV downstairs, so I could have played it. But, uh, it's just one of those games I was trying to play. it Touchscreen and buttons. So, I tried doing both. Uh, that's that's the first mistake. <laughs> yeah, so I tried I tried touch screen first, and I was like, no, and I'll move to the controls. So I tried playing it, and I used to be really good at rhythm games. I, I used to play. Uh, I really, I know it's a different type of game, but Guitar Hero, I bashed the shit out of that when I was in high school. So I was, you know, in that time period, really. Yeah, but you know, it's still, you know, you know your rhythm, rhythm games game. at the end of the day. Yeah. And I'm quick at the button pressing, but I just couldn't get into any of the rhythm. I think it was just the music. I just couldn't get into the music. Because you need to be into the music to get into, the, you know, the rhythm. Yeah, you? that's that's the issue. I think... If you're not getting into the music, you just can't go along with it. You're just going to sl- you're gonna slouch, really. That's sort of what used to happen to me with uh, Guitar Hero. Because, mm-hmm. like, I, I liked that, the music on 3. I loved, I absolutely loved half the music on that game. And when when you get up to um, uh, through the fire in the flames, I got fucking hyped for that. So I was really into that. So. Yeah, I'll go over both of those points. But yeah, but like Guitar Hero Three, I loved it because the guitar the guitar set lists. Or at that, at that time, they were right at that time they were always sort of strong, like the set list. But then after that. They just kept putting in really weak tracks, and I'm like, oh, this is a slog to sit through. This is just a four-minute track when nothing happens. Pop, it was turning into a pop game more than a rock, really, weren't it? Yeah, and I, fi- I, find, that, I find sort of that with Miku. It's like, 
it's one of those games where you tend to only really go back to the tracks you like because everything else just feels like a slog to go through. And like that's one issue with it, but at the same time it's like it's also I guess in another different way, it's also a very good thing because it, it encourages you to find those tracks that you like and sort of cling onto them, I guess. Yeah, definitely. And also, I, dis- I disagree. Rock- Rocksmith-, Rocksmith is bad. Do not play Rocksmith. I have never tried that. I know it's actually like you actually play an actual guitar, though. That's yeah, the difference. The thing is, though, like, it's basically, yeah, you play an actual guitar instead of, you know, fake guitar like you're doing Guitar Hero. Yeah. But my yeah, argument like, there is just. Learn- I think it's, it's going to say, yeah. I was going to say that's my argument, really, yeah. there. Completely it's, different it's, it's a learning tool rather than an um, actual rhythm game, which is my issue with it. But I guess, yeah. aside, aside from um, the music itself, how did you find the rhythm game aspect to be of Project Diva? I've, I've, tried, I've played both on the PS3 as well. I've played the PS3 version. I tried getting back into it, so I saw the, v- the Vita version, and then like a couple months later, you know what I'm like with this sort of thing. I'll buy a game and then I'll buy it again later. Um, yeah, <laughs> bought the PS3 version, tried it with just controller only, and I just. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's very hit and miss. On a game, getting into it, never have I struggled so hard to get into a game. Not just because it was popular around, because everyone was talking about it when the RS, back on the IRC and all that. Back when people actually liked Miku, like, do you, do you remember when, yeah. when our regulars actually you know, didn't hate Miku? That was a start. What is this Sega Hard Girls like? Why is it so bad? <laughs> Remember when everyone actually liked that as well, and you know there was more than two is people that actually enjoyed it, or is it like completely different? Okay. I don't know. That's 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 real singers. Hmm. I kind of I like that because that one song I requested that I got you know we don't go into that, but um, I got into that song really easily. So if that song was like in the Mika game, maybe I could have got into it a bit better. That was always a really confusing decision. I'm like, that would have fit so well, especially considering the entire show was animated in Miku Miku Dance, which is the same yeah. software they use for the <laughs> music videos in the game. So it's sort of, sort of like, that was almost a perfect fit. I, I've always wanted to try the software, but I've never used it. Mm, it's, well, it's, it's a bit more basic. It's a bit more basic than like most animation software, but at the same time, it's not exactly you know anyone can pick it up and use it. It does require you know some effort still. Yeah, it'll probably blow my laptop up anyway. That's true. <laughs> yeah. But I guess... Yeah. Okay, okay, so we talked about a rhythm game you don't like. So outside of Miku, what are some rhythm games you do like and you'd recommend, or perhaps some obscure ones that you'd say people should try out? I'm trying to think now. Uh, uh, Call of Duty, where did that come from? Yeah, um, that's, 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 that's a good that's rhythm game. That's such a rhythm game. I'm trying to think that position was still in my mind. Cause... <laughs> Just time, time the uh, time the bullets with the beat of the song you're currently listening to, and uh, really? there you you got a winning combination. I played uh, Papa the Rapper, and that is one game I could never get into either. I actually uh, compare the Miku and Papa the Rapper. I feel mm-hmm. like in terms of the mechanics, and also in terms of I prefer the music more in Miku though than say Papa the Rapper because it's just. <laughs> The music in Parappa Rapper is nice, but it's not fleshed out enough. Like it's very clearly sort of, oh, this is rhythm game music. This is not real music compared to Mika, which is like they made the music first and they made the rhythm game round it. For Apple, imagine was, we like, made the rhythm game. Imagine then. if you could do custom songs in Papa the Rapper and you could have the Michael Rosen rap. <laughs> the Michael Rosen rap in Parappa <laughs> the Rapper, and then you yeah. just you just spam X to make him. I can't remember what he says when a you press X. A hip hop hip. Something like that. What was hip hop, hip hop, hap? I don't know why I remember that lyric. 
<laughs> it's a great rap. It is. Uh, what have I been? I because I've not... With COD you can try and 360 snail scope and... I, I guess... The 360 no scope to the time of the music. What's this game? Oh, oh that's actually that, a pretty that, good game. Yeah, that's a thingy, like a follow-up to Papa the Rapper, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was like the spiritual sequel, except for the fact they made an actual sequel soon after that, so... They remastered it. Yeah. Yeah, but I, 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 that's a that's a bit of a weird game. Like, Om Jamalami has some really weird tracks. I've never heard them. No. Oh, you should listen to them. They are very odd. Like, I know how old I am, and I'm a dinosaur. I shouldn't really have heard this by now, but no. Um, there's one track in particular which I'm not really going to go into because just of how weird it is. But um, in fact, I'm not even going to go over it. Yeah, but look it up if you want to know. But the strange thing is, it's a kids' it. game. I don't know if well. you consider it a rhythm game, but um, oh, what's that game called on Steam now? Let me just bring it up on Steam. But there's a rhythm game on Steam where you can play your own music and all that through it. Uh, audio. Is it audio? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I like that one a lot, so I can put like, you know, Slipknot through it, or Roll Cage Stage 2, a bit of drum and bass, a bit of heavy metal, uh, Ridge Racer Type 4, uh, Tekken 3, Tekken 7. I'll just play all them soundtracks through a rhythm game, basically, isn't it? You move left, right, and go through the things, don't you? I know it's I... completely different. I need to get I need to get audio surf badly because I hear the hype about it, but I'm like, sorry, I'm playing this rhythm game currently. I'm playing this rhythm game because, as everyone hopefully game knows game. at this point, I'm an addict. But like, <laughs> yeah, but the issue is now I'm playing no rhythm game because I haven't played any since like October, and I'm like, mm. I'm going through withdrawal. I need some more to play, so I should probably pick up audio surf at some point. Isn't Bit Trip Runner considered like a platformer rhythm game? Yeah, Bit Trip Runner's quite good actually. I'd recommend that. Like that. I am going. I've not played them since like ever, but they're pretty good games. Good music. I guess that's true. Yeah. What else have I got? Oh, Vib Ribbon. Oh, I do love Vib Ribbon. Oh yeah, I do know that one. That's that's um, also great because um because of the fact that you can add any track to only? it. No, it was Japanese and power only. It was never released in right. the US. So we got lucky. We did, <laughs> but we also got the slower version of the game, so I take your pick. 50 years. Yeah, but it, it's a very good game, and it was also one. I believe it was one of the first rhythm games oh, that let you use your own music. On, um, EPSXE, if you actually own the actual game. Do not use any iOS children. I guess. Uh, I guess there's also the fact of even if you use it through there, I don't think you can use the um it's not the be disc. Accurate. Yeah, I was gonna say, rhythm game emulation is never the nicest thing, and also the fact of um, I don't think you can actually swap out the discs, so you can't use the custom oh, music yeah. thing. Yeah. Well, unless you don't want to really use the custom CD thing, you've just got the base game then. Yeah, but there's only three tracks in the base game. In which case, you, you've got like 10 minutes of gameplay there <laughs> if you're good at rhythm games. If not, then you've got quite a lot of spare... You've got quite a lot of time, because the, the final the final track's quite difficult. Well, I'll keep you busy for a while then, won't it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I guess outside of that, um, any sort of final rhythm games, and then list one awful rhythm game. Uh, my favourite would have been... Uh, Guitar Hero 3. That's yeah, it's the OG, it's the best rhythm game. It's my favourite. I flashed that to hell, especially when you've got... Um, that's what got me mostly back into heavy metal and all that. Because I was going back into, like... I drifting 
back and forwards between music, so I'm listening to like you know dance, uh, R&B, you know all that crap, uh, or I'll just jump back to rock and all that. So it really got me fully back into like heavy metal and Slipknot and stuff. I uh, this this is a tip by the way. You, you really need to get Clone Hero. It's a friendly tip from a friend here. Oh yeah, yeah. I was watching a video of a guy playing that on YouTube, and he was playing um, a remix version of the you know the meme whoa. Yeah, oh, I know. You I know see, who you're talking you about. His, you can see in his eyes, he's probably dying inside. Yeah. Um, like the thing is, you could already do that through the base guitar hero through like the PC version. You could already mod. The thing that makes Clone Hero so great is it just makes everything so much easier because all you have to do is put the music into a folder and it just automatically reads it, mm. and it detects like most controllers. Uh, so you don't need to use like X Padder anymore. Oh. I, I I dropped X Padder years ago. Like once yeah, but yet, the... you had to use it for um, PS3 oh, guitars or Wii guitars oh, if you wanted to play. I'd have to try and get one of the fucking. That that's hard to do if you're gonna try and find something like that. Yeah, you know, but the USB ones because they're all wireless now, aren't they? Yeah, but like once again, another good hint for a friend: get the Xbox 360 wireless adapter because inst instantly works with that. That's what I did because oh, that costs money. <laughs> yeah, not really. I got mine for about ten pound. And then I had, I already had plenty of Xbox guitars lying around, so that wasn't really an issue there. But yeah, get Clone Hero because it, it's the ultimate way to play Guitar Hero now. Like none of none of the official games will do anymore. Least favorite? I'm trying to think because I've not really played that many. I guess like what was one that was just so dreadful? You just you know I can never go back to it because everyone will kill me. No, but I guess like one that fundamentally doesn't work, if that makes sense. Like mechanically broken doesn't. DJ Hero. Yeah, that DJ was, Hero. Horrible. <laughs> I I can't stand that game personally. Does Tony Hawk Ride count as a rhythm game? <laughs> Say it anyway. Ride. Tony Hawk Ride. <laughs> Tony Hawk Ride. I was just thinking because it's Activision, is it? They went through that period of doing perpetual, like, you know, devices with all your games and all that. Yeah, and I guess I guess actually that's a pretty good point because I think Miku was sort of the game that popularized once again that you could actually have a rhythm game without requiring peripheral devices because it was the first sort of big one that didn't have a special control. Actually, it did have a special controller, but I it wasn't required. Nintendo. I was just thinking then, yeah, Nintendo Dance Dance Revolution. There was a Mario Mix edition. The issue with that was it was way too easy. That's the only real issue I have yeah. with DDR Mario Mix. I would love to see another Nintendo like rhythm game, but not like that. That requires movement. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But I guess. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Dean. Any final words? Space Channel Five. It, it's uh, I, I, it is a rhythm game, but I don't really count it in the same it's category because it, it's, it's more it's memorization. A, it's a rhythm shooter game. Well, I just more so count it as like Simon says memorization sort. Of, sorry, uh, Simon Shirley says memorization sort of game. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, bad joke. Uh, it, is, it is a rhythm game, but there's less of an emphasis on the rhythm there. But it is a very good game, yes. It's it's not in the bad pile. The GBA version's the best, obviously. Though. Yeah, oh, oh, duh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I guess, yeah. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Dean. Is there any final things you'd like to say before I drag you back to the chill out? I always like to say the same, don't I? I love you all. Yeah, we, all we, we love you too. <laughs> Alright, see you later. See you later. Bye. Thank you so much for coming on. And with that in mind, that was Shaddix, and this has been the Discord Call, and I know Jamie probably wanted to get on, but I, I spoke for a bit too long there, but I, pr I promise Jamie, 
Hopefully next time the next topic will be a lot more to all of your likings. Because I know, I know, it, it's a bit of Marmite, this topic right here. Not everyone loves it, not everyone hates it. But with that in mind, why don't we get into the Toppy Mix? And the Toppy Mix is where I play a Sega track not relating to the topic of the episode, a remix relating to the topic of the episode, and a non-Sega track not relating to the topic of the episode. Except they lied to you, these are all tracks relating to the topic of the episode. So to kick off the Toppy Mix is a track from Miracle Girls Festival, which is Vivid Shining Sky. You're listening to the Toppy Resort, we've been playing you the best Vocaloid music, and now finally, to the relief of some people, we're finally starting to see the other end, or the light at the other end. So with that in mind, enjoy the Toppy Mix. Let's get scratched.
Western Revolution starting Let our hearts be open to it Pacifist nation Riding on a penny farthing It's the flag of our sun rising Warding evil spirits like an ICBM On the train tracks running along the line Let us move forward, don't look behind Boys and girls becoming the samurai Just like those from our previous life Thousands of cherry blossoms twinkling in the light Though I can't hear your voice, keep what I say in mind This bouquet that surrounds is iron poison sea Yeah.
And with that in mind, welcome back one last time to the Topical Resort, right here on Radio Sega. What you just heard there was a track from a non or a non-Sega track of the week, which was obviously not from a Sega game. That was from Megapoid the Music, which was Killer Lady. And that, and for those of you who don't know, I explained it earlier, but Megapoid the Music is a Vocaloid rhythm game, except it's not made, or it's, uh, it's from... The Vocaloid star of the game wasn't one of the Krypton Vocaloids, which is the one Sega have the rights to use, but the Vocaloid instead used was Megapoid, who is a part of a separate company. Think of, like, Sonic and Mario, except one company owned all of Sonic, but didn't own all of Mario because you don't own video games. Basically, that's the, that's the extent of it if you're a bit confused, but I probably just made that more confusing, to be fair. Um... Yes, before that was our remix of the week, and that was from Lizar, and that was her remix of Sen Bon Zakara, which is obviously an amazing Miku track, normally, because I'm a bit sad that that version removes the sort of dark undertones of the song, you know, not edgy undertones, dark undertones of the song, because the song was originally about the war between South Korea, or the South Korean war, and the people living in it, and sort of, you know, the hardships, and... Not not abuse, it's not the right word, but sort of how they were treated during the course of the war, just the standard civilian. And a lot of that is gone in that uh, translation, which is a shame, but obviously that wouldn't make for a nice, sort of chill, relaxing track if we're talking about people's heads being chopped off. Um, <laughs> yeah, did I just say edgy? Yes, I did, Dean. I did say edgy. Yes, that was on purpose. Will we ever do an edgy episode where we only play music from edgy stuff? No. <laughs> of course I'm joking, I don't know if we will or not. But, um... It's one of the more interesting ideas we've had for an episode, I have to say. Interesting doesn't always mean good. Interesting means interesting. Um, yes, for those of you who don't know, I reopened the Topical Resort uh, suggestion thread, which is now active on the Radio Sega forums, if you want to suggest an episode that you'd like to see. For reference, we've already had a few episodes. <laughs> it was a joke, guys, I'm not really going to do an episode on it. Um... Well, there was already a few episodes which were at fan request, which was the Sega CD episode, which was requested by Electric Boogaloo, the Sega C64 games episode, which was requested by Jamie64326, and um, the Sega Compilations and Collections episode, which was originally was an idea thought up by myself I thought was cool, and then I mentioned it and Electric Boogaloo showed interest and pushed me to do it, so I did it. But yes, if you'd like to, if you have, you know, a game you'd or a game or topic that you'd like to see covered, just let me know in that thread over on the forums, and I will take a look, evaluate it, and if I think it's good enough, then, yeah, it will go into the pile of ideas, the ever-ending pile of ideas, of course. Joking, because, you know, pretty much we'll do anything. Any- anything for, for the money. We love money. Yes. <laughs> but no, um, we will pretty much do any topic as long as it relates to Sega, so, you know, it's not like it'll be evaluated too hard. But, um, <laughs> episode on edgy music? Really? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. That, that, that tickles me for some reason. Um, but that in mind, we don't really have too much left to do on the show. We have a request, we have my own track, and then we have another request. So, with that in mind... I've been Green Viper 8, you have been I.I., you have been Jamie, you've been Electric Boogaloo, you've been Shaddix, you've been Doomgirl, you've been Eclipse, you have been... 
who else haven't I said yet? You have been... You've been Dev Flare. You've also been, I believe, Skyblaze42. You have been... John the VG Nerd. You have been a few other people, probably. There have been a few other people throughout the course of the chat here. Unless I miss someone, in which case, please, please tell me that I missed your name, because... I'm horrible here. There's quite a lot of messages here. Um, I'm viewing older messages. Oh, thank you for telling me. But yes, there we go. We've got we got quite a lot of people. The point is, Boogaloo says no next show announcement. Uh, uh, patience, patience, child, because it does come in handy because I was about to announce that. With that in mind, next week's episode will be a bit less of Japanese Screamy Girls. And uh, ironically, there is actually a Miku game in in the um, Request Resort next week. With that in mind, next week's episode will be returning to the handhelds as we take a look at Sega's lineup on the Nintendo 3DS. With that in mind, I've been Green Vibrate. This has been the Topical Resort. You have been a lovely audience. Thank you so much for listening. We've got three more tracks to end the show off, or one of them's four seconds long, but still, yes, we've got three more tracks to end off the show. You have been lovely. I will catch you next week with some Sega 3DS games. And, as always, stay topical. Oh, so I should say the the first the first request it would was by Woe Twenty One. So yes, enjoy. Stay topical. Come on,
enjoyed the show? Check out the full Radio Sega live schedule at radiosega forward slash shows. Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24-7.